Moving to the later parts of this month, baseball is back, and uh, so is the manager, so it's good to hear him. Uh, Aaron Boone will be with me each and every uh, Thursday, most times, except if he's off. He's got a rare day off. Uh, each and every uh, week as he guides the Yankees through his second season after uh, 100 wins in year number uh, one. What will he do for an encore? He'll try to win a World Series. That's what he'll do for an encore. And he joins us now. Aaron, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How you doing? Good. How was the offseason? It was great. Um, you know, living in the Northeast now full-time. So, um, you know, for me, kind of loves being involved. And, you know, I was, found myself at the stadium, you know, most days. And, uh uh, family and kids have adjusted to living now on the East Coast, but uh, we're loving it. You work out of the stadium a lot during the off season, and you go in a lot. I do. I go in about. I'm usually in there about four days a week, okay. at least. Um, and you know, it just allows me to get in my office. Usually, there's a handful of people in the clubhouse, and you know, just kind of creates dialogues. I'll wander up into the front office and. Uh, kick around ideas and thoughts, and uh, you know, I I really enjoy it. It keeps me connected, and um, it, it's been a lot of fun for me. As a manager, or as in your now year two, how how early do you go? Do you want to beat everybody to spring training? Do you want to get there before your coaches and players? How early did you get to spring training? Not necessarily. I got here, I believe, last Friday, which was we we came down, flew down with my family on February eighth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and actually, um, you know, there we, a number of our guys already here. We we have a handful of our coaches that spend the, that live uh, in Tampa in right. the winter, so a couple of them were here, uh, and then most of the other coaches on the staff uh, trickled in in the next in the following days, but. I've, I came. I came down to frankly a lot of our players already here and, and working, and and a lot of the staff already here as well. Well, it's such a different world than. Listen, you grew up around baseball uh, your whole life. Your your whole family's been in baseball your whole life. So, spring training used to be for getting in shape. Your players are never out of shape now. I mean, they're in shape all year. There's no getting guys in shape anymore. No, you're exactly right, and I think that's. You know, that's been quite a while that that's been the case, but certainly, you know, more than ever in in the way, you know, we we measure, you know, have have target, you know, weights and things we want guys coming in at being able to do. And and uh, yeah, it's around it's a year round now, certainly job where guys uh, really take their body seriously in the winter. And, um, you know, I'm happy to say and, and something you'll hear a lot. Uh, this time of year is this guy or that guy's in the best shape of their lives. But uh, we had a really good, uh, <clears throat> you know, with our pitcher and catcher physicals, uh, a lot of guys that came in uh, kind of where we wanted to see them. All right. You won a hundred games in your first year as manager. It's a great year, uh, but you didn't win the whole thing, which obviously the, uh, that, this organization, that's their goal. Uh, the Red Sox had a magical season. They had a great postseason to cap a great regular season. Um, what'd you take from year one? What'd you take from your team's performance last year? I think, I mean, we came close to being the club we we had hoped we could be and climb into the top of that mountain, um, but ultimately fell a little bit short. Um, <clears throat> so the way I put it is we did a lot of great things, 
but we didn't finish off being that great club. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so anytime you have a team, certainly last year, like we did, where we really felt like, you know, we could compete with anyone and had, had a realistic chance at winning a championship. And when that comes to an abrupt halt, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it stings. I mean, it, it hurts when, when it ends like that. Um, when you think you have a club that can do something special. Um, but you know, I do also think it gives you some motivation going into the winter, not that you need much, but, um, and I feel like the moves that cash and, and the front office have made this winter. Um, I, I do feel like we sit here, uh, in a stronger position, even, even, when I look back from a year ago today where I felt like we we're in a strong position, I feel like we're potentially a better club. And I also say that with realizing we're in the middle of February and there's a long, long way to go. But um, I feel like the moves we've made have put us in a good position to uh, be one of the legitimate contenders again. We're talking with Aaron Boone and his Yankees obviously loaded again. They have a chance to be a championship team. The number for the Red Sox and Yankees is almost equal. And for the Houston, the three top numbers in the sport, right around 95.5 to 96.5. They're all in the same uh, projection. That's what you're talking about, the three top teams in baseball, Yankees, Red Sox, and Houston. Um, Didi first, uh, any update where you get any timetable yet, or is it too early even for a timetable? Um, he, he saw the doctor in New York probably about 10 days, maybe two weeks now, but I feel like around 10 days ago. And that was a big hurdle because that was at the point where they cleared him now to start his throwing program. Um, so he's now started throwing, um, he's in really good shape. He's down here already, you know, taking ground balls, one handed swings. I think he'll start swinging a bat, uh, in another two or three weeks. Um, hard to say a timetable all i would say is that it's going how it how i think everyone would hope and how the doctors would hope it's going he's healing he's doing well um you know i know the original was kind of a two to four month into the season i would say he's certainly at least on that track and uh you know looking right now like he's going to be able to play at least a significant portion of the season with us What's your expectations for Tulowitzki? What's reasonable? If we can keep him healthy, um, I think it's reasonable to think we're going to get a productive player. But, I mean, um, do you think he can play a lot? I mean, is your goal to play him five times a week? I mean, what's a, I mean, do you think you can push him at, at short? Is the idea that you think you can be, he can be your everyday shortstop? I think he can be our, generally, generally speaking, our everyday shortstop. Um, you know, five days a week. Mike might be pushing it a little bit, especially early. And I think I'll be as cautious as I can be, you know, especially certainly in the early days of spring training, you know, really being vigilant and monitoring how he's able to bounce back, um, how everything's responding. Um, and then even early in the season, you know, hopefully if, if everything's going well, you know, you kind of envision two out of three. But, but that's one of the reasons, you know, I feel like, when I talk about some of the things we were able to do this winter, we were able to go out and, and really fortify our depth. So we feel like we have a lot of good options. Right. Um, you know, even, you know, if Tula was, was hurt at all, but certainly even given him regular uh, days off, uh, I think we're, we're in a position to be able to do that and move guys around really effectively. 
And he, you know, people forget he he was once a top top player. I mean, you know, he, I understand he's fallen off and he's had injuries, but he was once a, I mean, top of the league player. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, really you could say on a Hall of Fame track. I yes, mean, he was that he was perennial All Star, uh, both sides of the ball, great defender at short, great offensive player, obviously, um, and then just really been sapped the last you know, four or five years with the injuries. The one thing I will say that we feel really good about is he's healthy right now. He He's in the best place he's been in a few years. You know, the challenge will be, though, how does your body respond to the rigors of, of playing regularly and playing every day? Will he be able to bounce back? That's really the big question that we're going to find out. And what are you going to ask LeMayu to do here? What is, what is your plan? I mean, what are you telling him to prepare to do? So one of the first things I told him was bring a lot of gloves. <laughs> I mean, so, can he play? I mean, what, how many positions can he actually play? I feel like for us, he's going to play second, third, a little bit of first. I think if we got in a pinch, I think you could probably see him at shortstop and maybe even an outside um chance where you know if we're a little beat up and banged up like we saw with Todd Walker last year where we had to stick him in right field or something for a game I I hope to not have to use him in that way but I feel like he he has the athleticism and capabilities and you know the one thing about DJ is this is a three three time gold glover I think this guy's a legit second baseman had other second base opportunities out there in free agency and he wanted to come here knowing full well what his role was going to be. And I think at this point in his career, I think he's kind of embracing that kind of, you know, super utility, Ben Zobris kind of role, which is so valuable in today's game because more often than not, you know, especially us, we're a team that probably carries 13 pitchers. So you're talking about night in and night out, having three guys on the bench. So to have a guy that's essentially a regular uh, that has the versatility that we believe LeMahieu can give us. Um, we think that's a huge asset to have. All right, there's some, a lot of interesting things about a bunch of guys. We're talking about Aaron Boone. I'll give them to you. I'll give you the the, the thought, and then you just take it away. Is Void a one hit wonder? I don't think so. I think the question is. I think he's. I think he's an everyday first baseman in the big leagues. Um, you know, you you really look at his career. He's done nothing but hit and was given a real opportunity by us last year and took advantage. The question is, how high end of an everyday, you know. Yeah, last year he had a 1.1 OPS. I mean, he right. was, yeah. I mean, is he that guy or is right. he, or is he uh, you know, top 30? You know, he, he's going to have that opportunity to show us and, and uh, uh we're excited about, you know, he, he's another guy that, that has come in in really good physical condition and I think eager to prove that, um, you know, he can take this job and run with it. Make a break for Bird. What do you tell Bird right now? Um, not much. Uh, he's I mean, does, that, does Bird realize like this is kind of, I mean, I, I, get, I get the feeling like this is it. I mean, where he's got to finally, you know, things have got to click. Yeah, I think he understands that. You know, it, it. You know, it's not necessarily his job by any means, and right. so I think he understands that. I think, you know, and I've talked to Greg a lot. The good thing for him is he feels like he's 
physically finally really in a good place, really healthy. He's been down here. He spent a lot of the winter here in Tampa working. Um, he looks really good. He looks just in the, the BPs that I've seen from him. He does look like a different hitter where last year I think he wasn't quite impacting the ball like we've seen in the past. And the one thing I've always said about Greg Bird and why I won't write him off is because even though last year was such a difficult season for him, and Luke Voigt certainly comes here having earned that the right to, to kind of have a leg up on that job, is I've never stopped believing that the ceiling is – is real high for Greg Bird. It's just a matter of him being healthy and being able to find that consistency. I also feel like, you know, inevitably, you know, opportunity kind of knocks and, and you got to take advantage. But when that comes, we'll, we'll see. Why will Sanchez bounce back? Uh, too good a player, um, too good a talent. I think in the best Can you explain business, last year's ab- I mean that's a cra- the, the guy looked like he was all world and then last year he has a nightmare I mean the guy you know he didn't hit 200 right. I mean what, I mean it's shocking the way he fell off last year he hit 185 I mean right. so I mean who would ever think that All right I'm going to give you uh, I'll try and I'll give you a long answer on what I believe with with First off he comes in in <clears throat> I know it's spring training he's in the best physical shape he's been in probably in a few years and not just how he looks and the weight and everything but the actual testing that we run him through where he's where, where we set benchmarks where he's not at levels that he hasn't been in in a couple of years so he comes in a really good place and I think sometimes for a young player and especially a young player that's a catcher at such obviously such a premium position and why Oftentimes you see catchers kind of get to the big leagues a little later than most other players is because it's such a demanding position, not just physically, but all the other intangible things that come with it. And I think when you get to the big leagues and you have massive success and then all of a sudden you struggle a little bit, it, it, it you know, it, he's still a young man. And I think it's, it's, it can be a little bit expected to go through some of the bumps he's had to have some of the physical issues I think he was kind of playing through last year. Um, and I think going through adversity, when you have a ton of talent and you have the equipment to be a great player, I think if you can you can learn from those things, which I certainly think he has, um, I think he'll be better for it. And I think offensively speaking for him last year, you know, the first couple of months of the season where he was struggling, I felt like he was really – hitting into some tough luck um you know all our kind of data was showing he was hitting the ball hard but then as a hitter you know hitting can be hitting's hard even for great players and when you start you know you, you see your numbers not what they should be and it's human nature to kind of start chasing results and i think he got a little bit over aggressive and i think pitchers took advantage of that a little bit how many times did you look at that at bat in the postseason he I- off the bat, that ball, I thought it was out of the ballpark. I mean, uh, he hit it a mile high. I was sitting 
you know where I was sitting. I was sitting right near the dug Red Sox. I was sitting right next to the Red Sox dugout. I thought it yep. was gone when he hit it. I mean, I don't know if you did, but he really had a great at bat. He had some really good at bats in the postseason, and yeah, that at bat, you know he really, he really. I thought he had it when he hit it. I mean, I don't know if you how many times you've gone back and looked at that one at bat, but boy, that ball came real close to being a home run. You know what? That you're right on the at bat. That that at bat seemed like it was just building, like it was building to a big moment because the at bat quality was so good. And it's like more and more as the the at bat unfolded, it seemed like he was just kind of getting more and more locked in on whatever Kimbrel was throwing up there, and then you know just got under it just enough. But I think we saw the really that last week, ten days the last few days of the season and then into the postseason, really on both sides of the ball, I thought he looked like the Gary Sanchez we expect to see hopefully the, the entire season. We'll year. give you credit because you stuck by him in the defense and the whole world, me, everybody, we were all, are you nuts playing this guy behind the plate in the postseason? He could self-destruct here, and you were adamant that he would be all right. Amen. And you showed a lot of confidence in him, and he didn't let you down. He did not let you down behind the plate. No, I, 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 you know, look, I know it hasn't been perfect with him, especially the last couple of years, and there's been some peaks and valleys and, and certainly some struggles, but I absolutely do believe in the player and the person, and, and I feel like uh, I think we're going to see tremendous growth from him uh, this year, and, and I'm expecting him to have a really big season for us. Glaber Torres tailed off late. Did he get a little homer happy? Uh, did he get a little pull happy after hitting so many three-run homers? Or did he just hit a little bit of a wall? I think he has incredible talent. Uh, I just think he can be a great player. Um, he showed a lot of glimpses. And he did tail off last year, there's no question. His last 20 yeah. games or so, he seemed like he struck out a lot. He seemed to me to be pulling off the ball a lot. Uh, but, that, you know, maybe he just got a little worn out. I don't know. What 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 did you think of his whole year? Yeah. On balance, I thought it was a tremendous first year, obviously, especially for a 21-year-old coming off a season where he missed the second half of the season the year before when he when he hurt his elbow sliding into home plate. Um, you know, he, he had the, you know, the hip or the groin injury um, really right before the All-Star break. And, you know, I just think he, he found a hard time getting really locked back in at any point in the second half, even though it wasn't necessarily a bad second half, it just, you know, harder to get locked in. And, um, and I do think probably somewhat of hitting a wall, just being a 21 year old first major league season and coming off a year where he missed half a year. Um, I, I think he probably got grinded down a little bit. Um, but he's another guy that I think, you know, the work he's put in this winter, the conversations certainly that I've had with him, this is a guy that desires to be great at this stuff. And, and I think that coupled with his talent uh, really bodes well for him moving forward this year. And I think hopefully we even see him continue to improve as a player in, in year two. Um, we're talking, obviously, with Aaron Boone about the Yankees. Uh, the last of the infield is Andahar. The question, obviously, is on defense. We know there's issues there. Can he be a good third base? And you would know this. I mean, you're an infielder yourself. I mean, can he be a good third baseman? Yes. Yes. Um, he has the athleticism. He has the hands, the arm strength, the feet to do it. Um, you know, the thing I would say about Miggy is, you know, one of the reasons we went out 
last spring and, and, and traded for a third baseman when we brought Drury in is because there, there wasn't meant much question in the mind of the organization that this guy was ready to hit the big leagues, but there was a feeling that he needed a little more seasoning on the defensive side in the minor leagues. Well, injury happens, opportunity knocks, and Miggy comes up and just kicks the door in and takes the job to his credit. I mean, nothing was handed to him. He just came up and said, it's mine. And, and he played, you know, adequately defensively and certainly did what he did offensively. Um, you know, myself, Carlos Mendoza, uh, spent some time with him in Tampa. We, we flew down to the Dominican to spend some time and, and Carlos kind of introducing some, some different infield things we've wanted to work with him on. And I feel like he had a great winner as far as the defensive strides he's been able to make. I think it's going to show itself hopefully early on. And I absolutely think that he will be um, an even better defender this year at third base, just adding. And and I think you'll start to see a really well-rounded all around, you know, elite level player in this league. Does Frazier get a chance to make, to break into this outfield in a big way, or is that asking too much? Um, I I really think he's got a chance. Sure, you know you know Ellsbury's behind. Um, you know, not even here yet. He he probably won't be here until till March. So you know, it's hard to envision him having a chance to break camp from from a physical standpoint. Um, so so there's certainly going to be opportunities. I think for Clint Frazier. I think. The good thing for him is he, he seems completely past the concussion stuff. Um, he's really had a good last couple of months. He's here really feeling good, feeling strong. The talent I think everyone has seen is is real. Um, so he's going to get a lot of opportunities. I think the question becomes is, you know, are those at-bats available to him early in the season? Do we need to get him some regular at-bats before he gets going? But I expect him – uh, to have a real opportunity to play a significant role for us, whether it's at the start of the year, but certainly sometime during the year. I learned last year, and we're talking about Aaron Boone, that number one, I was surprised how much the team misjudged. They missed him a lot. And number two, when he came back, it was clear that it's his team. Like, he is the guy. I mean, you let it, you, you want to see if it, you know, who emerges organically. As the guy, clearly you can see, and I think it showed by the time he came back and by the postseason that he is the guy, and that this is, you know, he's the leader. Yeah, you know what, you're right. And I think I, 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 I felt like I knew that, but you're right when, when you say when he came back, I, I remember the day he came back, he, he was hitting second, hits a bullet to right field for an out, his first at bat goes over four in the game and I can't tell you it was just a different feeling on the bench with him being there with him being in the lineup the effect it has on the whole team um, yeah I would say it's safe to assume that he is certainly emerging as the leader of this club and destined I think for greatness I don't think there's any question I mean we uh, we all agree that Severino signs a contract today do you feel I mean, was too much made of the tipping? 
did he get tired last year? I mean, he still had a heck of a year. Uh, the kid's 24. He's, he's able to carry his velocity through nine innings. The guy has really been a workhorse. He's done some – maybe he's been asked to do too much so early. I mean, I think overall his body work has been terrific. I mean, it's, we, I think we've asked a lot of him. But uh, now we keep getting back to him in the big game and also the tip and pitches. I mean, where is Severino right now? So I think the tipping – I don't think – too much was necessarily made of it. I think it was part of the issue, and and it was. I think it's something that he falls in and out of. You know, it's not all the time. It's not even all the time in a game that he's doing it. Sometimes when things speed up a little bit, he can leak back into some habits that you know the really good teams or the really sharp eyes can 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 pick some things up. Um, I think there was probably a little fatigue going on. I mean, you know, we tried to, you know, <clears throat> give him extra days here and there where we could. Um, but the one constant was he, he always wanted the ball. You know, we talked to him, how you feel, all, all those things, checking him out. He, there's no doubt in my mind he was healthy, but, you know, and, and Larry and I have, have talked about this is, you know, at 24 years of age, he's been through a, a, a lot already at the big league level. He's worked up a a pretty strong workload, and in a lot of ways, as a 24-year-old last year, you know his his second consecutive basically 200 200 plus inning season. You know that can that can you know wear down, and and a lot of times you'll see a guy then in his third full year, which which this would be, I think, uh, kind of break through that and get kind of your body gets used to it, and I think we're going to see him probably go to another level this year. And, and hopefully um, one that, that's a, a much more consistent and balanced six months of the season. Uh, I think that I learned in the last two years that there's no question that Tanaka is a guy who is a big-game pitcher. I, you know, you don't know until you see him a couple of times who's going to be one of those guys, but he's a guy, he wants the ball in that big game. And I don't care if he what he does in a regular season. I know he's going to be there. So he uh, is a given for you, especially in the big spot. What are you expecting from Paxton? I mean, Paxton comes, he's going to be a big key for you. He's left-handed, uh, the whole deal. He's got to deal with the contract in New York and everything. How about Paxton? Paxton, you know, it's funny, we're – Paxton and uh, and Tanaka and Hap were all throwing their first bullpens, you know, since camp started. Anyway, uh, all next to each other, and, and one of the comments was from one of my coaches, Josh Barr, was saying, "Man, I, I'll take Tanaka in a big game anytime. Just the way he works. And the he's way a he he's is. a tremendous big game pitcher. He really is. Yeah. And then uh, and with Pax, he was very sharp. We feel I, I think it was a great great trade and a great job by Brian Cashman early in the winter making that strike to where you know we certainly need to fortify our rotation to get a guy with this guy's of this guy's caliber and this guy's feeling you know he, he's 30 years old but we feel like in a lot of ways he's kind of a young 30 you know there's not a lot of mileage on him. some of the injuries he's dealt with over his career have been kind of minor nagging things um, he threw the most innings he's ever thrown last year at just over 160. You know, we feel like there's more in there. We feel like there's some, some, you know, pitch adjustment, just little tinkerings that 
that Larry will do that we think can can help him even go to another level. And we feel like this is a guy that uh, we can put at the top near the top of the rotation and and allow us to match up with other. Um, elite start and he's lefty which i like too and you know i pushed for yeah. hap i wanted hap to come here and he was great in the regular season and he bombed in his one playoff game and it kind of i think it took away from him a lot away from his season here but his season here was terrific and then he had the one lousy outing in the postseason yeah he um he was he, he really was terrific for us and, and i think he's you know i i do think he's cut out for for pitching in new york um, I think he loved it when he came. Um, I think certainly he's obviously at a point in his career where, you know, it, it, it's about having a chance to win. And, and he feels like um, certainly he's able to do that with us. He, he came in and right away uh, fit in seamlessly to our clubhouse. Um, we feel like, you know, especially as a left-hander with, you know, him and Paxton and, yep. and CeCe, we feel like they all can kind of, help each other and uh, bring each other along and um we're really excited to have him. We Plus, like he's we perfect better. for the team because he's a guy who gives you six good innings, hand yep. it off to the pen, and good night, the lights, and he knows how to win. He'll give you six good innings almost every time out, and that, that's why the one playoff game was so tough. And he's also won a lot against the Red Sox and against the Yankees when he was playing against them. So I, I, you like that a lot. So And plus, that takes you to the bullpen you've already talked about. you got a chance to have a really special bullpen here we didn't really see the best of some of the guys last year. I think this could be, uh, and you got uh, obviously a couple new faces. And then you, Zach Britton obviously wasn't the real guy last year either. So, you know, you're looking to see him too. Yeah. The the thing I love about our pen, at least as we sit here now, and again, I always say it's obviously early, but um, obviously you can rattle off the, the names, the five or six guys that can, you know, legitimately, be back-end relievers and even closers. Um, but they're all, they all kind of complement each other well, and there's a uniqueness to, to their, their style and their skill. You know, with, with Britain, you got the, you got the big heavy sinker. With Adovino, it's that kind of wipe-out righty-on-righty slider. Chapman at the back-end, obviously, and, and what he brings. Dellen and his big power fastball up in the zone with the big breaking ball. Green and his ability to pitch at the top of the zone against left-handed hitters. You know, they, they're, they're all they're kind of unique. They're different from each other and give a lot of different looks, and hopefully that, that's something that allows us to, to really match them up and, and kind of protect each other during the regular season when you don't want to just wear everyone out. No question, you know, and Green showed that he's not—he's the real deal. I mean, he probably is the trickiest one, right? Because you probably got to give him the most rest in between, right? I would—I would think, right? Yeah, and that's—that's the conversation we've, you know, we've been having a lot, and we'll—we'll we'll continue to have as spring training evolves. You know, last year, two years ago, when he absolutely burst on the scene and pitched so dominantly, really, in, in seventeen. You know, he had more of those stints where he would pitch a couple innings and then have two or three games off. We did that a little bit with him last year, but but he also pitched more in some roles where he'd pitch an inning, maybe pitch a second day or have off. You know, it was a little 
more more outings where he was pitching shorter. So we'll have those conversations to where it make more sense to have him available for those two two plus innings. Sometimes where you give him a few days off, where you pitch him like that every third fourth day. Those will be conversations we have and, and try and see what fits us best. And you guys did a nice job of bringing Betances back. I got to give you credit because you know what he he he's a handle he's a he's a hard one sometimes. And you guys did a very nice job with him and got him to a very confident place too. Yeah, you know the one the one good thing about Dellen, you know, obviously when he struggled in the second half of the season in seventeen, you know, he he really worked hard lap two winters ago on his on his delivery. So even when he came out of the gates last year and he was struggling, I do think there was some underlying confidence that he had because he felt like he could really repeat his delivery, and we weren't seeing any drop off in the stuff. And to his credit, he was able to kind of power through some of those struggles the first few weeks of the season, trust himself, and and, and the elite stuff eventually obviously played up big. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, the fans, nothing they'd like better than to be driving home on a day like this and hear about their team for this year, which they're all excited about. I'm sure you are too. So uh, I'm sure this year you'd like to take them a couple of steps farther, but I'm sure you can't wait for it to get started, right? Yeah, we're really excited. It's good to talk to you. Glad to have baseball. Thank you. And hope to see you soon. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay, take care, Mike. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron Boone, obviously, uh, very nice of him today. 505, he's been on for a long time. And I can tell you that Casamigos is going to be uh, – Aaron will be back on Thursdays, and Casamigos will be sponsoring the report, so we thank Casamigos for that. They're always there for me, and they'll be sponsoring the Aaron Boone report this year. And obviously, there will be a lot of Aaron Boone this year because we're expecting a lot out of the Yankees, and they're loaded. I mean, they're loaded in the pen. They're loaded everywhere. They just got to stay healthy and see what happens. They got a lot of – you know, think about how many things – you got to answer. Is Voight real? Will Andahar field? Will Sanchez bounce back? Does Bird have any role? Does Frazier have any role? What happens to Gaudy? Uh, you know, uh, how good is Glaber Torres? Can Tulowitzki play short? Can he play short enough that he makes a difference? How long is Didi out? You know, on and on and on. That's a lot there. A lot there. What's given? Judge, given. Stanton's going to hit home runs, given. A couple of the starting pitchers, given. Tanaka in a big game given, bullpen given. Back after this.